Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer, non-diet nutritionist, and body image coach. And I'm on a mission to help all women break free from body image hangups so they can do the amazing things they are called to do in this world. If you're looking to feel healthy, happy, and confident without dieting, restriction, and punitive workouts, or obsessing over the scale, you're in the right place. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer and body image coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm really excited to dig into today's topic with you, where we're picking up on where we left off last week, and we're talking all about how our body image affects our relationship with exercise. So if you missed last week's episode, we talked about exercise red flags, how to know if your relationship with exercise is disordered. We discussed the extreme and sometimes obsessive exercise behaviors people sometimes exhibit when they're really fixated on weight loss, and how to know when you've crossed the line from a healthy into an unhealthy relationship with exercise. So I'd recommend going back and listening to that one, but today we're going to explore how our body image how we think about the appearance of our body is really at the root of all of our exercise behavior. And whether that looks like over-exercising or a so-called normal amount of exercise or avoiding exercise, often our thoughts about our body are at the root of how we engage with movement. So I want to help you explore that today. And we're going to do this by thinking of our body as a separate entity. I want you to consider that your body is a separate person from you altogether, someone that you're in a relationship with. Let's pretend she's your roommate. And this roommate is with you 24 hours a day forever. Okay, so you live with her, you work with her, she goes out with you, she comes with you to the gym or whenever you exercise, every time you eat, when you see your family, she's just always there. There is no escaping this person. And you hate her. Like, you just can't stand the sight of her. You think she's ugly, she's awkward, you're embarrassed of her, you try to hide her so people can't see her. You speak harshly to her, you shush her, you don't listen to anything she says, you try to control her so she'll fit in better. You basically spend your life at war with this roommate, wishing she were different and doing everything you can to try to make her change. And if you think that sounds a little silly, it's not. That's how I see so many women engaging with their body in terms of exercise and even food too. All those red flags that I shared with you last week, at the root of that behavior is a desire to feel better in and about their body. I mean, that's what we all want is just to feel good physically and mentally. We want to end the obsession. We want to stop worrying about our appearance. We want to just eat normally and move in ways that feel good. Essentially, The women I meet, they all want to have a better relationship with their body. They want to feel comfortable, healthy, strong, mobile, confident, feel at peace with their body. The problem is they think changing their body is the answer. 
Going back to our roommate example, it's the equivalent of trying to create a peaceful relationship with this person that we despise by forcing them to change. We think that if they looked different, if they were thinner, fitter, prettier, that we'd like them better and that the relationship would miraculously improve. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a bad relationship with a person before, but I know I sure have. And it didn't matter what either of us did to try to change or how much we tried to change each other. It only drove us further apart. The fact is, changing ourselves to try to win the approval of others never works. Changing never brings us closer together because when we attempt to change ourselves, it takes us out of our authenticity. There's a very good chance that the person you're trying to please won't like you any better if you change for them. And if they do, it doesn't actually feel good because you know they don't love and appreciate the real you. It doesn't feel authentic and the problems between you just continue to grow. And that's exactly why we never feel better in and about our body by trying to change it. It doesn't matter how much weight you lose or what athletic accolades you accomplish if your relationship with your body is based on criticism, control, punishment, or it's conditional upon appearance, you'll never feel at peace. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, but I did feel better when I was smaller. You know, I've had lots of women say that to me too, and I I don't doubt that to be true. There likely was a sense of accomplishment and pride and what seemed like confidence that was found in having a body that was closer to the societal ideal. But if it was truly authentic peace and confidence, you would still be there. It would feel easy and natural to maintain and it wouldn't take work or willpower. My guess, though, is there was also a sense of anxiety or fear. Fear that if you gained weight or couldn't maintain your athletic ability or you deviated from your diet, that you'd lose the approval you felt in this new body. You'd worry what people would say or think. Maybe they'd say that you let yourself go or that you didn't have what it takes. And your confidence isn't authentic if that's the case, if it's conditional upon the opinion of others. See, this relationship with our body is just like our relationship with anyone else. When you think of any good relationship in your life, you know your connection with that person probably has very little to do with their looks. Think of your best friend. How much do looks play into your opinion of them? What would you say are the things that you value about them? Probably that they're fun to hang out with, they're a good listener, they're always there for you, there's trust, respect, mutual interests. And if your friend gained weight or her appearance changed in some major way, how would that affect your love and appreciation for her? Likely not at all. And yet our relationship with ourselves, with our own bodies, is so different. It's so conditional. We speak to ourselves and treat ourselves in ways that we would never treat or tolerate from another person. We blame our bodies. We really like to think that if our body were different, that everything else would be too. But it's not about our bodies. Women of all shapes and sizes have body image issues. Which goes to show that if it were really about body size, then every woman who has a thin body should love and accept herself. But we know this isn't true. 
over 90% of women don't like the appearance of their body, and that's across the size spectrum. And by the same token, if it were about body size, then all women in large bodies should hate themselves. And we know, thankfully, that that's not true either. Body image isn't about the size of your body. So let's just take a pause here for a second and define body image. What do I mean by body image exactly? Because it's not just how you see yourself in the mirror or the reaction you have to photos of yourself. That's part of it. That's what we call perceptual body image. It's the way that you perceive the way you look and the judgments you form about yourself, which are based on the things we've been taught, all those societal norms and things that have happened to us along the way, the messages that we've heard, which there's no escaping from. Everywhere we turn, we hear that thinner is better. Growing up, all we see are thin, airbrushed, perfect bodies. Add on to that, many of us grew up watching our mother's diet or hearing comments about our own bodies, telling us we need to be careful what we eat so we don't get fat. The messaging all along is thin is good, fat is bad. And that shapes our core beliefs about what bodies should look like and form the measuring system we use to judge our own body as good or bad. So that perspective, that perceptual body image is going to change how we think about our own body. When you see yourself in the mirror in pictures, you form a judgment about yourself as thin or fat, ugly or attractive, acceptable or not, based on what you see. We call that the cognitive body image. So that's the way you think about your body. It's when you say things like, my thighs are fat, my belly is ugly, my arms are flabby, I have too much cellulite. All those critical thoughts we say to ourselves when we look at our body. And those thoughts are what contribute to the embarrassment, shame, anger, or jealousy that we feel about our body. Those feelings are what we call the effectual body image. So it's the way that you feel about your body based on the judgments that you have about your appearance. And because our feelings drive our behavior, That's what dictates how you act or what you avoid because of your body image. So we call that the behavioral body image. And it's things like avoiding going out or who we choose for partners or whether we diet or we emotionally eat or we're secret binge eaters or we're over-exercising or not exercising. It's all those things that we do, that behavior that's driven by how we feel about our body. So you see, the way that we engage with exercise and even food too, it's less about our body and more about how we think about our body. And even more specifically, how we think about ourselves, what we make our body appearance mean about us. So if we think that we're only good enough and we're only valuable if our body measures up to some arbitrary societal ideal, then we are always going to struggle to find that peaceful relationship with our body that we crave. So what's the answer then? Well, like any relationship, improving the relationship doesn't come from changing the person. Just as you know your relationship with your roommate won't magically improve if they look different, you've got to understand that your relationship with yourself won't either. It comes from, first, a true desire to work on the relationship. 
where we commit to stop trying to change yourself and begin to start accepting yourself. It means saying no more to the control, criticism, and punishment, and instead practicing trust, respect, kindness, grace, and compassion. It takes acknowledgement that even if you don't like how your body looks, and by the way, you don't have to like how your body looks to have a good relationship with her, even if you strongly desire weight loss, you can commit to being kind and respectful and compassionate to the body that you have today. So that starts by unpacking all those beliefs you hold about what a woman's body should look like, what you believe your body size and shape means about you and your value in the world. It's about disconnecting health from weight and committing to caring for your body without the expectation that it will change. It's doing that deep work of knowing your intrinsic value that has nothing to do with your appearance. That's where confidence is found. True confidence comes from knowing that you are enough, no matter how you look or what you do. That even if everything were taken from you and your whole life changed, that you still have infinite value and are worthy of love and respect. Now, is doing this work easy? No freaking way. And like anytime we're trying to work on a relationship, it can be really helpful to work with someone to help us. Most of us don't even know where to start and the process of change can seem really intimidating. And that's where a coach can help you see beyond where you're stuck. They're there to poke holes in your current beliefs that your problems are all about your body and instead shine a light on those core beliefs that you don't even know are running the show. A coach can help you see your blind spots and hold that space for you, call you out on what's holding you back and light the way forward. It can be really hard to see just how deep and far-reaching our core beliefs are and just how much our body image is affecting our life. Often it goes far beyond just our relationship with food and exercise. It influences our whole life. I'll give you an example of this. Um, One of my clients from Right Body For Me, Debbie, she loves to entertain. And she would go to Martha Stewart lengths to make sure that every party was perfect and her guests felt special. And she'd completely exhaust herself with cleaning, cooking, decorating, and making sure every little detail was just perfect. And she resented it. She found herself not even able to enjoy the parties she was having because she was so concerned about everyone else having a good time. But then when she would hear those words, everything looks great and the food is wonderful, she felt so much relief. She felt validated that everyone was pleased with her hard work. But there was all this resentment going on alongside. Now, after she's done the work on her body image and her beliefs about herself and her value have changed, she no longer feels the need to impress. She still loves to entertain, but she's let go of the perfectionism and instead is able to be present and enjoy the party. She's happier and so are her guests because she's showing up authentically and they're able to actually spend time with the real Debbie, not Martha Stewart. That's what I mean by real confidence. Debbie's learning to know that she's enough just as she is, that she doesn't have to earn her worth or prove her worth in how she looks or what she weighs or in her party perfectionism. Instead, she's committed to treating herself with kindness, compassion, and respect. And even though she still doesn't love her body, she feels at peace with herself. So to bring this to a close, 
What I really want you to take from this episode is that it's your relationship with your body, not your body itself, that influences how you feel in and about your body. When the relationship is built on trust, respect, kindness, and compassion, it totally changes how we eat and exercise. All those red flags that we discussed last week about exercise are rooted in an unhealthy relationship with our body image. And when that relationship changes, so does the behavior. When we have a healthy body image, then we're able to approach exercise and eating from a place of nurturing and care. It becomes about choosing what's going to make you feel and function your best as opposed to what's going to burn the most calories. A healthy body image allows you to choose rest when you need to, to increase or decrease the intensity based on how you feel, and to really feel connected to yourself and make truly healthy choices because you know you are worthy of feeling good. Now, if you want to go deeper and explore your relationship with your body, I want to invite you to attend the free workshop I'm hosting this week on Wednesday, April 27th at noon Eastern Time. And inside, we're going to learn all about how improving your body image can help you feel more connected to the inner wisdom of your body. You're going to learn how to be able to eat and move in nourishing ways that feel good without worrying about how it will affect your weight. You'll learn how to focus on how you want to feel rather than how you look. You'll learn ways to chase authentic health, including mental, emotional, and spiritual, as well as physical, without obsessing over the scale. And you're going to learn how improving your body image can free up so much mental space that's currently obsessed with food, exercise, and weight. So it's free, and it's going to be workshop style, so very hands-on. We'll be working together in real time, cameras on, with lots of opportunity for reflection and coaching. So it's highly beneficial for this one if you can attend live to get the most out of the experience. That said, it will be recorded. So if the timing really doesn't suit you, the recording will be sent out to all registrants. You just have to sign up on my website to get that recording or to attend, of course. It's at radiantvitality.ca slash befriendyourbody. All right, my friends, that is it for today. As always, if you found this episode helpful, please share the love and post it on your social media and tag Radiant Vitality Wellness so I can thank you or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for being here today. I want you to know how amazing you are exactly as you are and that I appreciate you. I hope that you have a great week that includes some joyful movement. Be well, and here's to your radiant vitality. Thanks for tuning in to the Power in Motion podcast today. Ready to drop your body image hang up so you can confidently create your healthiest, happiest life? Awesome. You can get started today by taking my five-day mini course, How to Feel Great in and about your body, no matter what the scale says. Inside this five-day video training, you'll learn how to get motivated to exercise, stop cravings and binge eating, set health goals beyond the scale, eat normally without rules or a plan, and accept your body. Find unshakable confidence, even if you don't love how you look. For just $27, you'll receive one under 10-minute video lesson per day for five days delivered straight to your inbox reflection worksheets to help you integrate your learning and links to bonus resources to go even deeper with the work. You can get started right now by visiting radiantvitality.ca slash five day training. I'll see you inside.